Want to have some fun? Make believe you're a tourist. You don't even need luggage. MTA New York City Transit, Long Island Railroad, Long Island Bus, and Metro North Railroad. One system that gets you where you want to go. And with MetroCard, faster, easier, and less expensive. MTA, going your way. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You are now tuned in to episode 13 of New York's Got Talent, the podcast. Today, we have a very special episode. We have three guests, all of whom have some relationship to the New York City transit system. Ryan, Q, stand clear of the closing doors, please. Stand clear of the closing doors, um, please. That's where Ryan will cue, stand clear of the closing <laughs> doors. <laughs> so today we have, sitting across from me, Rick McGuire of Subway Creatures. The podcast, the Instagram account, the website, the brand, the franchise. Woo! Welcome. Thank you. Thank you Rick, very much for, for having me. And if you don't know it's Subway Creatures, uh, log into your Instagram.com. And type in <laughs> Subway <laughs> Creatures. Uh, an amazing Instagram account. Um, I've been following since you guys had 5,000 followers. Wow. And I, I think I told you about this. I had a competing account called NYC Subway Styles. You did, yes. And when you were at 5,000 followers, I was at like 1,000. And I was running it with my friend Fallside. And uh, I know we were Fallside just like, as well. Yeah, we were just like, fuck this. Like, we're not going to be able to compete with this guy. <laughs> like... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so anyway, um, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank I was actually on me. your podcast you were, uh, we had a, a few months time. back. We had a great time. I th- was I the f- second guest? You were, I think you were, the, you were possibly the first guest in the second episode, okay. and I kind of felt like, how the hell can you have a podcast about the subway, and more specifically the New York subway, without having New York Nico oh. on as one of your first guests? appreciate that. Because so you, you are the talent scout of New York. Thank you. Unofficial. Unoffi- that's right, unofficial. Although I'm thinking Becoming about... Becoming official. I, dude, I f- I'm official. feeling it. I'm feeling it. I, I, got, I almost got de Blasio on speed dial, so <laughs> as soon as I do... When I, when I, I, you know what? When I had that event at Astro Place for um, my last film, de Blasio came through. Um, and I had the opportunity, you know, I had him, he was like giving a speech in front of all these people and I was there with him and he was like congratulating me. And I had the opportunity to just be like, yo, de Blasio, put, I'm putting you on the spot. Make me the official talent scout. But I dropped the ball. I fucking blew it. There's no way he would say no to that. Yeah, right on the spot? Exactly. On the spot <laughs> yeah. in front of There's all these no people. Was he getting like, his haircut there? He, he's a patron there. Yeah, right? he he's is. Yeah, he's yeah. been getting his haircut there since he was 17. Um, but yeah, I could have I could have put him on the spot, but I didn't. And now I... I have no way of contacting him. Um, maybe if I called nine one one, just ask them to. No, don't do that. No, <laughs> don't do. What that. would happen if you called nine one one and asked to be put on the phone with De Blasio? Like uh, it's an emergency. I really emergency. Need you're gonna have some gentlemen in su- suits showing up at your There's front door. There's definitely some like old dude with dementia on like the Upper West Side who's like calling nine one one to speak to De Blasio about fixing the trains. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's Fighting people the without fight. dementia <laughs> doing that. Yeah. Um. Anyway, where were we? You were doing introductions. Yeah, I was doing introductions. <laughs> uh, next, also across from me, we have Hannah La Follette Ryan. Did I get it right? La Follette. La Follette Ryan. Enough people mispronounce it that it sounded right. If you don't recognize that name, you will recognize her Instagram handle, at Subway Hands, one of my favorite Instagram accounts on Instagram. Um, I was put on to you, man, probably like a year ago. Does that make sense? Have you been? How long have you been doing this? I've been doing it since 2015. Oh, no shit. Which is crazy, So yeah. when did it start catching on? Um, let's see. 
You know what? Uh, I got a follow from Gus Powell, the photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea how he found me, but maybe like a year in. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I really need to. Because I was doing it kind of like passively and taking. Mm-hmm. If you go all the way back, they're not very good pictures. You should delete them. And I Actually, should delete them. Delete and them. we should delete this from the. But like, <laughs> he literally, he followed. And I was like, I got to I got to do this for. I got to step up my game. And so. How many followers did you have at the time? At the time, I had like 200 or something. Oh, wow. Oh, man. I had no idea how he found me. And, um. And then, let's see, I did a thing with Vice uh, about a year. Yeah, like Yeah, I think that's when I first found you. Yeah, through the Creators Project, which is super fun. Yeah. So uh, Hannah takes amazing photographs of people on the train, um, and it's just their hands. And I know that sounds, I mean, I don't don't know what that sounds like, because I'm so close to it, but I'm sure it sounds a little, a little basic, maybe? To someone who who doesn't have their Instagram in front of you, right? Like, like what could be mark. what could be so interesting about people's hands riding the subway? Mm-hmm. But you seem you have a way of just capturing these amazing moments, um, and it's mysterious, it's beautiful, um, it it makes you think, uh, and yeah, I love what you do, and I'm so happy to have you on the podcast. Do you use your Do you use a real camera or your phone? So I've been using my phone camera. For the better part of the last four not years. Not that that's not a real camera, but it, well, it's like it's an extension of my right. our bodies. It's insane, and um, and so I was using that. It's also like for the stealth factor. It's yeah, great. of course. But um, but for when I worked with the New York Times, um, they let's see, no, that's actually not true. When I worked with um, New York Magazine, they were like, "Can you use a real camera?" And so really. Or they were just like, if we're going to blow up your pictures big, like we want them to look as good as possible. They were huh. open to me using the phone, but I was like, I want to make sure that like, you know, yeah. these are going to like look not amateurish or right. whatever. And so um, I use this like little Sony that okay. I'm using a lot now, which is a camera I think we've talked about. Oh, yeah. A little um, Yeah, a mirrorless? bunch of like street, exactly. A lot of street photographers use. I got a recommendation from a friend and it's kind of like a spy camera too. Well, okay. I was going to ask about that because I... There's one thing to just kind yeah. of subtly take a picture with your cell phone, and then when you have this big professional camera that you're aiming at people's hands, I feel like that's not as subtle anymore. And you're right <laughs> there, too. You're I would right get yeah. citizens arrested. If I tried to use, like, a DSLR, <laughs> like, I would be hauled off. Like, that would not... I'm yeah. always really curious what people shoot with on the train, because you just got to go small. Otherwise, right. it's so confrontational. It really, it could be. It could turn. It, it could turn yeah. really confrontational. Yeah, everyone has this expectation, like on the train, like this is my zone, this is my space, and no one can get in. How into dare that. you? Yeah. A uh, a friend of mine. I don't know if I should mention his. I'm probably not going to mention his name because I don't know if he wants me putting him on blast. But a friend of mine, an amazing photographer, uh, known for kind of just like filming people off or photographing people off guard, just got attacked on the subway for. Um, taking a photo of a girl whose like style he just thought was interesting um and some some dude was thought he was being a pervert um so he attacked him and like brought him to the ground and started beating him up and jesus yeah so you gotta watch out yeah Yeah. you gotta watch out i can Um, kind of see everyone's argument in that totally you know to an extent when things are blown out of context and you have no idea absolutely you can totally understand where everyone in that whole situation are coming from absolutely and I the, mean, this yeah. guy, from from what I heard, it kind of sounded like he just wanted to like be a hero, you know? Right. Like the the guy. My I'm friend, sure she was an attractive fri- girl. It's kind of yeah. hilarious. You don't have to get but physical. Like, like, yeah, 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 no, yeah, yeah. no, never have to get physical. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you for for being on the on the podcast. Um, to the left of me, we got my my new pal Vin Barone. 
What's Did up? I get man? it right? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, Vin is the the editor of the transit section for AM New York. Transit reporter. Transit AM reporter of AM New York. Yeah. Um, what does that mean? So basically, I just write about how everybody gets around the city. You know, on the subways, buses, bike lanes. Ubers, Lyfts, all that good okay. stuff. Staten Island Ferry. Staten Island Ferry. Not as much anymore, but uh, I, this is a special place in my heart, obviously. You're from Staten Island, yeah, right? Yeah. And you still live there? Um, actually, just moved out. Nice. So, yeah, it's kind of tough, a little heartbreak. Going um, on. So I met Vin uh, two weeks ago um, because of my NYC trains. Uh, tr- wow, I fucked up the name of my own thing. NYC train tips and tidbits uh, guide, which I haven't been able to speak about on the podcast yet because... Uh, this all happened so quickly. Um, but the last two weeks have been a, a media firestorm, as they say in the business. Um, I, uh, I, I released this, this, uh, this, su- this guide. It's a little, it's a little pamphlet, for, for those who aren't familiar with it, um, that uh, has New York, New York City subway tips and tidbits. Um, so that's etiquette, do's and don'ts, um, and then just like little, little interesting facts here and there. Um, and I, I made this with my girlfriend, Naomi Otsu, um, and we just made it for, for fun. Uh, it was something that I've always wanted to do. Um, and, uh, I told her about it a, a month or so ago and she was like, let's, let's make it happen. You know, she, she illustrated it and, uh, we printed it out and started passing them out on the train, leaving them around the train. And honestly, we did not expect any sort of media attention. We thought it was just like this fun, cute little project. Um... But when I posted it on Instagram, people started obsessing over it and asking, you know, where they could get it, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Vin hits me up from AM New York and asks if he could do a story on it. And I was fucking stoked because, you know, I, I've been reading AM New York ever since I was in high school. Um, you know, it's the, the free newspaper that you get on the train and um, got some great crossword puzzles in there. The paper of the uh, people, baby. The paper of the yeah. people. So I was like, hell yeah, this is amazing. You know, this is probably the only press we're going to get, but fuck it. Like, this is so cool. Um, so he followed us, uh, <coughs> followed us around for a couple hours as we were passing out flyers. And, um, once, once he published that article, the, the attention just started pouring in. Um, the cra- it was probably the craziest day of my life. Cause I don't like this kind of attention very much or, at least I, I didn't think I liked the attention. Um, but, you know, CBS reached out, New York One reached out, NBC, ABC, 1010 wins. This was all, like, in one day. And I was, like, fielding all of these phone calls. <laughs> you know, I don't have, like, a manager or anything to do it. And um, it was, like, so chaotic, so stressful. And I felt like I couldn't turn down anything. So I was taking all of these, these interviews. Um, and fucking New York One, man. Like, Pat Kiernan is my hero. And I got to go on on New York One with my girlfriend at 6 in the morning to be interviewed by Pat Kiernan. And he said that he wished he could have given us New Yorker of the Week, but he had already given it the day prior. Oh, man, Um, that would have been sweet. But, dude, it was just, like, it was fucking awesome. And thank you, Vin, so much for... uh, for breaking that story. Yeah, man, um, I could see why there was so much attention. I mean, it's yeah. so, so so lovely, and you know, everybody needs to be reminded now that even you know, even I, you know, sometimes for sure. I'm not in and my who space. who knows if it'll <laughs> if it'll uh, leave a dent in um, in subway etiquette? But uh, but you know, it was it was a fun project. I'm probably gonna keep handing them out. We made them available for download for anyone who who wants to hand them out on their own. Um, but but yeah, so. you know what? I was curious to ask you. You know, obviously, it was well received by the media. How was it received by passengers? I know you actually went down 
into the subway to distribute them. And I saw a funny clip of you trying to give one to a guy and Joe, he wanted nothing to do with it. But it then he hilarious. turned around and he actually took one. Wait, are you talking about the old guy? Yeah, the yeah, old yeah, guy. Yeah. So I was wondering, did you run into that a lot? How? Because it's, you know, no, I, people don't like getting stuff pushed in their face. For sure. For but sure. however, you know, this is a good idea, especially when you're in the subway. So I was wondering how it was received yeah, by well, actual my, passengers. My initial fear was that if I created this guide on, on etiquette and like behavior, I, I thought that maybe people who I'm handing it to might think that I'm being passive aggressive, um, you know, and who knows, like I might get smacked in the face or something. But it was Naomi's idea to make it more playful and lighthearted and also add like tidbits. So instead of it just being a don't do this, don't do that, it's, you know, subway tips and tidbits and just like a good read for the train. Um, so for the most part, everyone was was really receptive to it. I mean, Vin saw, you know. Yeah, I mean, I would say that they were a little bit more receptive than... I mean, as a transit reporter, I followed around a lot of people in the subway system handing out pamphlets for whatever things. And, uh, you know, people were interested. I mean, it looks it looks nice. Yeah. It's, you know, I followed the, the city council speaker a few weeks before that, and he was trying to get people to take a, a survey. He was handing out pamphlets. And one guy, like, passes by. He's like, oh, what do you need to know? The train service sucks. Why don't you read a book or something? You know? Like, so. <laughs> the most stereotypical New York comment that probably someone can make in that situation. Uh, something happened this week with um, Inside Edition did some get kind of story. It. Let's get right into it. I, I mean, all right. So this, this uh, I, we talked on the phone about this uh, because about a month or two ago, uh, a producer from Inside Edition reached out to me. And he said, hey, uh, what's up, man? Um, we're going to be doing a story on the New York City subway. And, you know, you running subway creatures, we think that you'd be a great person to get involved with this. And, you know, I was like, inside edition, all right, well, you know, I'll hear you out. And uh, he goes, here, he sends me a link. He goes, we've already done something similar to this on the Long Island Railroad. Uh, take a look. And I went and I, I looked at the link. And it's ultimately, it's their reporter, uh, Lisa Guerrero. Um, and she went around with some guy. I don't even know who the guy was. I don't know what his credibility is. And they were, um, they were passenger shaming people on the Long Island Railroad. And this guy was writing up makeshift tickets for stuff that people were doing. So, you know, there'd be someone who had their feet up on the seats. Uh, there'd be someone who had a bag on a seat. There'd be another guy who's talking loud on his phone. Um, and they're, they're stopping with cameras in these people's face. Uh, and this guy would write up a fake ticket and give it to him and be like, you're breaking subway etiquette. And I'm looking at this, and, and th obviously the reactions are not, not good at all. Um, and I'm, I'm like, this is what you want me to do in the New York City subway. Are you out of your, are, are you out of your mind? What's the last thing you want when your train's delayed 20 minutes and there's a, there's a giant TV camera coming in your go, face? I am with a not fake. walking car to car, passenger shaming people. I go, you guys, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. I go, you guys are going to get destroyed. Yeah. So ultimately what happens is they go down there. Yeah. It, they're not necessarily passenger shaming, but what they do is they set up multiple cameras on the, on the inside of the turnstiles. And for a day or two, they count how many people are jumping the turnstiles. Mm -hmm. And that was the whole story. So, you know, there were a couple instances where then Lisa Guerrero jumps out of nowhere mm -hmm. and they run in with the camera and they're like, you just jumped the turnstile. Why did you do that? You know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, most of the time the people were like, what are you going to do about it? Right. Like, are you the police? Exactly. Yeah. No. What are you going to do about <laughs> it? And so the, the blowback from this was that 
then I believe it was Gothamist mm. uh, did a story because a lot of people were tweeting mm. and they were like, you know, this is getting taken out of context. Um, you know, a lot of these were students because um, I guess there was one instance where uh, students were trying to get to to a school getting to a yeah, gym class yeah yeah getting to gym class yeah. or something like that. All right, so you heard this too. Oh yeah yeah. And you know, students get free swipes for being right. you know students in the city. And they're, they're, they're shaming all these kids for going through the, the emergency exit. And then maybe you can shed light on this, but there was something, something else about the statistics were off or something yeah, about so their study. Yeah, I can give like a little bit of background. Yeah, because so, yeah, yeah, this is right down your alley. Yeah, oh yeah. So, I mean, basically the MTA is in the middle of a uh, financial crisis. I mean, this is going to get, we're going to get a little nerdy or, I don't know, if it's boring. Just cut this out. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, you know, they're in the middle of this financial crisis and they've kind of been pretty much looking to blame anybody but themselves. And recently they came out with this report where they're trying to argue that fair evasion is costing them like $200 million a year because everybody's jumping the turnstile. And, you know, they... Um, that's you know they don't not that they like they have all these other cost efficiencies that they could be meeting but mm -hmm. they're not um i mean they are cutting some costs but there's still so much waste in the system and, and management um so basically they're trying to blame the riders for you know and and you know maybe poor riders if you if you think yeah. that people jumping the turnstile are typically poor they're trying to blame riders for their financial state and you know they put out this big report and you really have to take it with a grain of salt because they had their own methodology where they're looking at certain stations at certain hours of the day right. and then they were kind of estimating what it would be like mm -hmm. you know it's you know you can't you have to take it with a grain of salt and report it out like you know this is their study this is their methodology and you know, to, and then, but then you have the problematic coverage where, you know, people just harp on it, and you're chasing people down with a camera. When you're jumping a turnstile. Well, style. that's that. That was the one point that I was getting at is that when you all of a sudden confront a native New Yorker with a camera and you're sticking a mic in their face and you're calling them out for something, uh, that's not going to be received well. So, not only did Lisa Guerrero start running into a little bit of uh, problems with some of these people because yeah. they they were getting pissed. But then what happened afterwards was that Gothamist released a story bashing the whole, the whole article and the whole segment that they did. And I, I luckily had turned them down for this because mm -hmm. I thought it was a terrible idea. And I know that you had as well because yeah. they went to you as well for, yeah. for this. And I remember calling you immediately. You called me immediately. Mm. And we were like, can you believe? Yo, we dodged we, a fucking we, bullet. We told them this was a bad idea. <laughs> Don't do it. And look at what happened. That's crazy. Uh, but that was, you know, you could, you could see it coming from a mile away. Dude, I mean, that could have ruined both of us. Yeah, it wouldn't like, have been a good look. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it was a no-brainer when this guy was like, of yeah, course. you're essentially going to be like running up on people and shaming them for behaving badly on the subway. Like... I'd rather do it in a way like this that's less direct, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, Behind the mic. Yeah, like, right. you know, because the, 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 the guide, I still don't know what I'm calling it, a guide pamphlet, um, it's not meant to shame people. It's just meant to, like, maybe make people be more mindful about how they're behaving on the subway. But anyway, yeah, Inside Edition, fucked up, super fucked up. Um, yeah, and Hannah, Hannah, you said you you heard this as well, right? You heard I this saw. Story? I think I saw the headline on Gothamist. Yeah, and I was like, "Who? Whose idea was this? Who asked for this?" 
I don't uh, understand. Also, like, isn't that what Inside Edition does? Like, I don't think they're really going to face any blowback from this, right? No, like, not blowback. Not it's not going to hurt their ratings. But I don't think anything. anyone's really, like, called them out before right. on anything like really? this. Okay. Uh, at least not that I've noticed. Maybe yeah. because this was so directly related to what I got going on right. that maybe I noticed a little more. Right. But I've never really, I've never really seen them get called out for, you know, some BS story that they've run. Right, right. Um, you know, so it, that's why I, I thought, it, and especially because of the case that me and you yeah. had turned them down prior to this and said, you know, yeah. I wouldn't do this, I think was, it made it a bigger deal for me yeah, than totally. usual. When you guys said, I, I respectfully decline, what did they, did you say, like, this doesn't seem like the best idea. Uh, yeah, I, I like made reference. I'm like, I this isn't what this isn't what Subway Creatures is. Yeah. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna jump around with a camera crew with me and start passenger shaming people. Um, y- you know, I. That's just not. Y- it's not gonna be received well. I go. You're gonna really run into some situations that you're not gonna want to be a part of. Yeah. And so his reaction was, "Is there anyone else that you can recommend <laughs> who would be good for this?" <laughs> And I was, I was, yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know. Like in my head, I was like, I don't know if I want to like, maybe Nico (laughs) will love the publicity for this, but I don't think that I should drop his name, but I ultimately did. I was like, you know what? I'll let Nico tell them now. I'm not, I was like, I don't want to make a decision for him. So I'll let him say no. And I gave him maybe one or two other people, but I was like, good luck, because I don't know yeah. who's really going to want to do this. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't tell them that I thought it was a bad idea, because if they wanted to, like, shoot themselves in the foot, I don't give a fuck. But <laughs> I was just like, yeah, it's not for me. And then they didn't respond, so. Sounds like a busted dateline. Yeah. It's nuts. Totally. I can't believe it just sounded it. De- it sounded desperate. Like, yeah. it, like, they didn't have any content for that week, yeah. and they were dying for content. And, oh, you know, let's just bring a camera into the subway and call people out, you know. I, like I mentioned to you, I feel like there were a lot of other, other directions they could have gone mm-hmm. that would have been a little more either acceptable or uh, received better um, than or going down just and just not done that. Yeah. <laughs> just not do it. I mean, listen. Whenever you go into the subway with yeah. a camera, you're you're gonna capture content, but you're also you're gonna draw a lot of attention mm-hmm. to yourself. Um, yeah. And there's still like, and when you talk about just going back to like the core of this, where it's like uh, this financial, you know, situation that the MTA is in, there's so many other ways you can look at it by, before like going and chasing down writers. I mean, you know, what their MTA spending on, you know, how, how they're using their staff and they have, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of issues that they could work out before you can, you know, really start blaming writers or looking at writers. Right. Isn't it true that de Blasio, he was asked to defend this this um, campaign or approach, and he someone was like, listen, like a lot of the people jumping the turnstiles are obviously not coming from means. They don't have the money. And um, he was like, no, these are people who have money in their pocket. Yeah, de Blasio uh, thinks that, he, he doesn't think that only poor people jump the turnstile. He thinks that it's people just, you know, trying to pull a fast one. I, I'm actually not tr- quite sure exactly what he thinks, but he thinks there are people with money. Um, and the NYPD looks at fair evasion enforcement as a sort of valuable broken windows policy where they, they watch people, they observe people jumping, and then they go stop them and, you know, search them, look for weapons or drugs and things like that. So it's a big part of the NYPD's enforcement at, you know, I- I- in the subways is, is turnstile jumping and, and catching people jumping. Hmm. 
I thought we'd established that like broken window that ho didn't work. I thought that yeah, was, like, it's interesting because it's like they're moving away from it in you know on the street, but in in the subways it's still pretty alive and well. Yeah, I mm. love that De Blasio just thinks they're anarchists who are just trying to fuck with them. I mean, <laughs> I think there are a lot of people who just want to say fuck the MTA and not pay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. I think it's a big discussion <laughs> that the MTA and you know and the police are also trying to figure out. It's like what causes like who are the people jumping the turnstile are they poor people are they you know kids like who just they don't you know they're kids they don't care about what their actions like ah, i'm not gonna pay i don't have any money or whatever or is it like you know people who are like pissed off at the mta over its service and just decide what like the I, they don't deserve right. it yeah we had a uh, conversation on one of my podcasts about uh alternative ways of dealing with violators and it's really interesting because uh, the Dutch actually have uh, what I think is a pretty good system. Instead of, uh, it's either Dutch or Germany, but either way, um, what they do, instead of handing out tickets and fines, they'll give you what's equivalent to a fine and they make you buy like a booklet of tickets or metro, what would be metro cards. So they'll force you, they'll be like, okay, we're not going to give you a fine but we're going to force you to buy a monthly Metro card. Mm -hmm. So that way you're, you now, you, you're forced to buy the card and so now you can swipe. So the money's going back right. into the MTA, not to the city of New York. I think, I think a lot of it could actually, I mean, it's, it's expensive, but I, mean, I don't know if this is the point of the podcast that we're talking about, but um, like <laughs> you could no actually, <laughs> there's no point. If you could, uh, you could, I think you could address turnstile jumping, but from a design perspective, like if you, it, we, the turnstiles don't have to be, don't have to look the way they look. You can get a turnstile that maybe has doors that open this way that could accommodate uh, a stroller or someone with a wheelchair. I mean, basically, I think most, the majority of people are jumping turnstiles by going through the exit doors that are sure. left open. Uh, so if you can redesign the turnstile where the doors open up, and you know there are other metros that have this, you know you can put you could get rid of the exit door, you could and people could go in through stroll with their strollers in a wheelchair, and it's still accessible, but like it's physically not something you can you know jump over or jump through. You know it could be tackled that way, but of course of course that costs a lot of money. Yeah, the metro card now will only be ten dollars a swipe. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Just to do that, because I've also yeah. heard you know. I've heard the proposal of having the glass doors over the side of the tracks. Right. You know, almost like at JFK Airport. Platform walls. Yeah. Right. Where, you know, can you imagine the construction that that would demand and the cost that that would demand? Yeah. And, you know, it, yeah, it would, it would be great for safety. And, you know, you hear about people jumping in front of trains all the time. But, uh, you know, is it, is, is it worth the 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 budget and the money that would go into that yeah and on the other li unlike the other systems that do have that like a you know Seoul has it a, bu a bunch of other cities have it but like unlike those cities our transit system is much older and like the the stations like platforms and the ceilings are not all the same height mm -hmm. so it's like you pretty much have to custom build these glass walls for every station which gets really expensive oh my it's Lord, not yeah. like a like you could just you know prefab walls you stick them in you know of course. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like we all needed to get a little off our chest in that. Yeah, it was kind of yeah. like I, I felt it. I felt it. Well, I had some question. I had a question for you guys. I mean, I, especially for for uh, subway creatures. I mean, how many videos do you get every single day, or photos of, of you know? Uh, photos and videos. It's 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 basically a full time job. Yeah. It's it's in the hundreds, if not close to a thousand, um, because it's 
it's everyone. So uh, Nico and I were talking about this earlier. You know, uh, I, I'm one of those accounts that I really pride myself on crediting every person that submits something that winds up getting used. Uh, that's the incentive to keep sending stuff in, you know, and I, and that alone is what gets people to keep sending in. Mm -hmm. You know, I've even had people who submit stuff. Um, and even though it's not usable, cause I can't explain, I can't even emphasize enough how much content is maybe just someone sleeping <laughs> across the seats, yeah. someone sleeping on a floor, uh, someone uh, clipping their nails. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, that's stuff that, you know, is, is you know, you probably wouldn't see normally somewhere else, but it's it also, it's, it just get it's sad. <laughs> it gets repetitive of people clipping their nails. You don't want, you don't want to see a home, like homeless no. people are off limits. You know, yeah. you don't, you don't want to see people sleeping on trains. Uh, you know, they, they piss themselves, you know, you, you see that anyway. Mm -hmm. You don't want to see it on an account. It's not, it's not there to, uh, to, to let's let's put this person on a give them a platform to, to spotlight them and and laugh at them. That's not the point. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of content that gets sent in like that that you just kind of have to weed through. But um, it is there's so much content. And to be honest with you, I would say maybe uh, ten percent, maybe fifteen percent is usable mm -hmm. um, because the other stuff is just either boring or, like I said, it's the homeless situation. Um, but it's it's basically a full time job at this point, especially, you know, the the following the following has gotten up to the number where there are people sending in from overseas. I'm mm -hmm. getting stuff from the London tube, uh -huh. uh, the the Russian subway. So it's not just New York. Yeah. It's it's international. And uh, you know, it's 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 just me. Yeah. A lot of people think that there's a team and that's not the case. It's just me. So how uh, many followers do you have? Uh right now it's one point two million. Wow. So it's up there, yeah. and it, it's, it's exponentially growing, um, especially when you have larger accounts than mine that are reposting. And now a big thing on Instagram with the whole fuck Jerry situation is that everyone's now trying to credit mm -hmm. the, the account that they're getting stuff yeah. from, which is only helping accounts like mine that, yeah. you know, you get those reposts all the time. But um, so it's, it's, it's getting to a point where, you know, you're going to have to start bringing other people in you know, to, to somehow go through all this stuff. My whole thing is, you know, and I've been hacked before in the past. Oh and man, I remember when you got that hacked. That was a I felt so the bad scariest day of my life. But so wait, I don't want to give out passwords. You know, I don't want to have to give out passwords to someone to help me curate this stuff. Because this, this might save some lives. So it, it saved my life. I never uh, sign into Wi-Fi on an unsecured network ever yeah. since you told me about your situation. Never will I ever. That's it's, how it happened. I can't tell you how many people have said that to me. Um, and at the same time, the story is actually kind of, it's a good story. At least you have the story. Can you tell the story? I can tell the story. I'll try to make it brief because I, you yeah. know, I don't want to make this all about it. Um, but so there was, uh, there were these two really talented kids, uh, Jordan and Taryn, mm -hmm. who play the drum buckets and You've sing. You've seen these, this video. These kids are super talented. Super, super viral. So I reached out to them and basically what I wanted to do, and there's, there's nothing in this for me. I just wanted to go Instagram live and record them for all the followers. Uh, so I'm looking for them, and it turns out I'm texting their mom because they don't have – they're out there by themselves, and their mom, who's home, she's like, I don't know. They're, they're supposed to be at Grand Central somewhere. I go all over Grand Central. I can't find them. How old are they? They're – at the time, they were like 13 and maybe 10 or 11. Oh, that's cute. That's they were young, amazing. but these kids are super talented and super independent. Like, they, they're on their own. They look out for each other. 
um, and I really respected what they were doing. You know, these are kids that you know they're staying out of trouble. They're making money mm. at this young age because people were flooding them with dollar bills yeah. and probably more. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to give them a spotlight. You know, the the best thing that could come of it, someone could recognize them, or uh, you know, record labels. You know, I did this with Mike Young, and he was found, and you know, he, he jumped to the next level. You know, the same thing, Nico. You know, the same thing with Black Rabbit. Mm -hmm. You know, you never know who's watching. So I wanted something good to, to happen to these kids. I loved what they were doing. Um, so I went. To, I'm searching for them in Grand Central. My phone doesn't have any service because I'm underground, and I lost touch with the mom. So now I'm walking all over, and I, I'm trying to get in touch with the mom. So I wind up uh, connecting to the Wi-Fi, which for those of you who are in New York know that it's a public Wi-Fi and it's basically the Wild West. Mm -hmm. So I log, I, I log in, I don't have a VPN and a VPN is basically an encrypted way of protecting your Wi-Fi. I didn't have that on my phone, so I logged in. And you know, there's a, there's a disclaimer. It says, we're not responsible for anything that happens at this point. But I was like, I need to find these kids. Like I have no, I have no service and they're supposed to be here and they're not here. Uh, so literally five minutes after I connect to the Wi-Fi, all of a sudden I start, my email starts blowing up on multiple email accounts and I look at it and it goes, it's messages from Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, across the board, social media. And it goes, your accounts have been, something like your accounts have been compromised. Whatever the email is, someone has logged into your account and changed the password. So my, my, I swear to God, my face went flush. I was just like, no way. And at the time, Jeez. I had 500,000 followers on Subway Creatures on Instagram. So um, my face, like I felt the blood just run oh. out of my head. And uh, I'm like, no, no. So I run up to the street oh, to get service. And I try to log into all of my social media accounts. And it goes, it tells me that it's the incorrect password. And I can't log in. And I'm going... I'm freaking out because, you know, I've built this from scratch for the last 10 years, the last eight years. And it's, it's ultimately, you know, my livelihood, right? I'm having so much sympathy I know. pain. Dude, it's so, hard to hear. So I'm sitting there and now I'm like basically having heart palpitations. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, no, this, this can't be happening. Um, and luckily, uh, I had two-step verification on for... Facebook and Insta and uh, Twitter, but not the Instagram. Um, so what this person did was they went in to my account, they changed the password, and then they changed the email that was associated with the account. So when I tried to go to um, change your password and it'll send you a brand new password, it was sending it to the hacker's email account. So the e they, they now took over the account and what they did was they, um, they somehow made it look like the account got deleted, but it really didn't. It was still there because there was another program called Social Blade where if you log in, you can see if the account's actually active or not. And it was still active, but visually it looked like it was gone. If you did a search, it says this account doesn't exist. And every time I tried to log in, it goes the account you're trying to log into no longer exists. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, it's, it's over. It's over. I swear to God, I haven't, I haven't, I don't remember the last time I cried. That <laughs> night I cried. I swear to God, I cried. I, 
I was like, I can't believe the time and effort I put into this. Yeah. And with the snap of a finger, it was gone. Yeah. So I, I took my emotion and I, my emotions and I just wrote this long blog about it because you have to think, now I don't have any way of telling yeah. the 500,000 people who are following that it's gone. So I wrote this long blog. I put it up on the website. I tried to go out on Twitter uh, and Facebook and tell people, but it just those don't have the following that yeah, the, account, yeah. the Instagram account did. So luckily, uh, someone at the patch picked up the blog and they mm. did a story on it. Um, and they, you know, were well, like... So they changed the account to Subway Madness, correct? Well, so what happened or was they made the account, they made it look like it disappeared for yeah. a while. And then about uh, three or four days later, they changed the name to Subway Madness and they started running the account again. They, they deleted uh, a bunch of, they deleted all of my followers, the people that I'm following, uh, because obviously that was a lot of like friends and family, yeah. and they didn't want those people to be able to message that account. Right. So they deleted everyone that I was following, and then they started running the account on their own. But it was, they, they took some of your content, mm -hmm. they took some of Nico's videos, and they started reposting old videos. And it was wild, I was like, but it was a blessing in disguise that they were running the account because even though, and, and I will give it to my followers. There were people who were like, this is, there's no yeah, way this, this is, is the same a, guy. Like the captions, yeah. the were, captions all were off and, and the, content the content was, was like yeah, weird. And it was just like, people started realizing this isn't, this isn't right. Yeah. Like something's up. Um, and, but it was a blessing in disguise that he ran the account because if he didn't make that account live in Facebook would have never been able to get it back for me. Um, because and they told me this straight up. They were like, "If that account doesn't go live, we're not going to be able to get it back for you because it's it's like yeah. frozen. It's in like, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's in the ether." So um, about a month later, I had to wait a month. And not only that, but basically, I had to sit there and watch someone run my account. Oh God! And I I from my private account was able to see what was going on, and I was reading the comments. And people are in the comment section are like, "What this? What's happened to this account?" Yeah. And I just I want to say so bad, it's not me, <laughs> but I can't do it. I couldn't do it because the person running the account was curating the comment section. They were mm -hmm. deleting comments. Like there was, I had a lot of friends and family who they were- They fucked Jerry Media at your comment section. Yeah, wow. so, so I had friends and family who were, you know, they felt, they felt bad for me. So they were writing in the comment section, this isn't Rick, this isn't Subway Creature, someone hacked it. And then those comments would get deleted about two minutes mm -hmm. later. So, so it turns out when I finally got the account back, I went through all the DMs that this person had been going through. And you can only imagine, I just told you that I get hundreds yeah. of DMs a day. Mm -hmm. You can imagine how many were in there. When I, after a month, I got this account back, there was in the thousands oh. of DMs that people were like, what's going on? You know, wh wh who's running this account now? And this person is like telling people off in the comments. Really? Like your video sucks, I'm not using it. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> God. So then I found out because of other accounts that had DM'd them, the, they had put my account on the black market and they had valued it at $15,000. Holy shit. They were trying to sell do, the huh? account in Bitcoin and, <laughs> and thankfully no one bought it. What a hustler. But, wow. Yeah. I'm almost impressed. It was probably That's like nuts. a 17-year-old kid and like... I bet you it was. Yeah. I bet you it was. And you never a, found out who it was, A lot of people ask me that. That's, that's probably the yeah. most popular question that people ask me. They, they say... Uh, you know, what, do you want to find out who this was? Don't you want to find out who, I'm like, 
I am just so happy to have my account yeah. back now, and now verification's on, and you know, thankfully I got verified, so now that actually helps if yeah. you do get hacked because Instagram prioritizes yeah. you yeah. getting your account back. But um, you know that that oh, I'm like I'm just glad I got the account back. What I, was the Wi-Fi? Was it was it Grand Central or Leak NYC? What was the Wi-Fi network? See, that's the thing. At? It was whatever the public one was. I yeah. I didn't even look to see. If it was the MTA, mm. it could have been someone with like a laptop set up in like a coffee shop for all I know, just sitting there waiting for someone to, to go on their Wi-Fi. Um, but, you know, looking back on that, yes, I tell people that all the time. And now because of that blog, because I didn't, I didn't take the blog down, I can't tell you still to this, at least once or twice a week, someone reaches out to me and they go, it happened to me. Oh. Can you help me? Oh and I'm like, listen, I feel for you, but I can't help you like not so I don't know what yeah. to. For, for I don't the people yeah. who are listening. What is your recommendation? Two two step author two two step authorization. Okay. Uh, or authentication. I'm getting this. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely, make sure you do that. But then I read later after that happened, um, if a hacker really yeah. really wants to, they can get around that somehow. Right. Right. But um, I recommend for anyone uh, who has a large account, just every everyone in general. I don't even know if you can do two step authentication with the. Small, small accounts. Mm -hmm. uh, you might have to have a business account. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But definitely make sure you have that on because that, before someone can change the pass, go in and change the password, you're going to have to confirm it from your phone. Right. So that, that's what that basically does. Um, right. That and also, I, I learned this also, Instagram will never send you an email. It's almost like the tax, like the IRS. Yeah. You know how they always say, don't, don't get caught in fraud with IRS. Mm -hmm. Like, no one will ever send you an email from the IRS asking you to like log in. Um, right. It's all a scam. Um, yeah, just check the email address. It's probably like yeah, at right. Instagram at Gmail. Well, that's the thing. If you know what they can do is they can disguise the email yeah. to say Instagram. Right, exactly. But if you actually click on yep. that email, it says like Instagram one five six nine Z nine. You know, it's like it's it's one of these crazy emails, and mm. you're like, oh, that's that's. But they disguise it very yeah. well. So you got to look out for that as well. All right. Well, that story stressed me out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just so really grateful. Tense. I'm oh, so I'm grateful. really tense right now. So, yeah. Hannah, um, help help us out. Help us out of this funk that we're now in. Well, <laughs> Hannah, I have a question, kind of being from in this world as well. What got you into this? What started you on Subway Hands? Why the hands and what? Like, how did you get into this? So... I get this question a lot and I always answer it in a different way. And I think that's just <laughs> that's because amazing. there are a lot of answers. But I, let's see, I mean, I love, when I was a kid, I loved my grandfather's hands. Like I just would always hold his hand and he had, I mean, like older people have amazing hands. They're mm -hmm. like sculptures. And, uh, and so in high school, I took a photo class and I took a picture of his hands um, that I always really loved. And um, then I went to college and I saw... Um, Georgia O'Keeffe, there's a famous series of photos by uh, Alfred Stieglitz on Georgia O'Keeffe's hands that are so gorgeous. They're like the most beautiful um, art, it's my absolute favorite. And basically I saw it in art class and I was like, that is so insane. They're just the hands. And I was like, how are Hannah. you able, yeah. how are you um, able to say more about this person with her hands than her face? It like blew my mind. Um, they're like so expressive. And so when I moved to New York, I graduated, I moved to New York pretty soon after. And, um, I was like on the train all the time cause I'm a nanny. I'm always on the train. Um, and 
I was like looking around and I was like, oh my God, like everybody's hands are like doing something and saying something and just like saying so much more. Cause when you're like on a train and you look at other people's faces for the most part, like everyone's just like absent. Mm -hmm. They're just like checked out. But like people's hands were like, like literally I could just like, there are like so many stories there. You just see people doing the weirdest stuff. Um, and so I took like, I think the first picture I took for the series was um, this person, they were squeezing the subway pole like so tight and they had a uh, bandaid on one knuckle. And I was like, who are you? And I was like, what are you doing? And so I took that picture and, um, and then I just started, I'm, I love street photography. And I was like, these are like street photographs, but I'm able to like spotlight different people because I'm not looking for like interesting faces. I'm not looking for like decisive moments. Mm. I'm like documenting New York in a different way. I think that's great. That's amazing. And they're everywhere. I, how, do, how do you, so, so with my account, I have a lot of repurposed content that's crazy, bizarre, strange, weird, and it kind of speaks for itself. How, how, do, how did you grow your following so big? Was there any like one instant incident that happened? One set of hands. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude, I photograph Ansel Elgort's hands. Wow. Whoa. And there was a little, yeah, there was a little influx of followers. Um, <laughs> I... I mean, it's an annoying response. I just got super lucky. Like, I just got, like, Vice followed me, um, wrote that, did that feature. And then, I mean, I think being, like, a, I don't know, like, a creative person in New York who's doing something that people decide is kind of interesting, um, just, like, it keeps getting picked up by people, and I feel so blessed. Um, and there isn't an answer. It's just I've been so lucky. I think that one person's, I think it's also one of those things where, because it's like everyone's on the train, um, people see the account and then I get a ton of, um, people sending me subway hands <laughs> just like, I mean like all yeah. the time from all over the world. That's great. It's That's nuts. Awesome. And it's such a great, it's such a great, um, I was like, where, whose voice? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it blows my mind. It totally blows my mind. Of course. Do your friends like hate riding the train with you? Cause you're, are you always looking yeah. at hands? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's gotten to the point where, like, I won't even say bye. I'll just walk away. <laughs> um, they're very tolerant. But uh, I forget what I was going to say. What, but, yeah. was, what was the Ansel Elgort story? Okay, I've seen Ansel Elgort on the train three times. <laughs> if he's listening. Do you live in the same area as him? So I know he lives in, in yeah, he lives in Bed-Stuy. Um, but, like, he's on the train all the time. Like, if I've run to him three times, that's, like, he's on the train too much. And, and uh, he, it's really sweet, actually. He has a girlfriend. Um who and they're like always on each other's instagrams and both times they were together and um they were doing like if i hadn't recognized him i still would have taken the picture because oh, wow. they were just like so in love yeah. and like using each other's Ooh. hands as like like fidget spinners you know it's just like so expressive wow. um and but this has happened three times that's crazy. Do you go I through like different genres of hands that you like over, you know, like, oh, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing hands that have like, yeah, like uh, head, they're unraveling headphones or like hands where they have, like have a tissue on the pole. Like, do what, what's your favorite genre that you, that you, that you notice? I think. Or is it like the weird hands? Where, like, I love a weird hand. Yeah. I love a statement nail. I'm mm -hmm. obsessed with nail mm -hmm. game. <laughs> but I do think that, that, um, the like. When people are, I think when I started taking these pictures, I was like so struck by how like nervous everybody's hands are and how fucking weird. Cause mm. like people literally, it's like they're trying to break them sometimes. Yep. I'm like, are you okay? Cause it's like, you're trying to, um, they're like our fidget toy. 
like they're so um we put so much so much of our energy just like ends here and yeah. like we hold it here and so i love i think it was like hand yoga mm. like those hand are the yoga. ones that i'm so into um Do you, have you ever seen uh jeff mermelstein's instagram account oh, yes. oh man so good Oh yeah, Jeff Mermelstein's Instagram. So Jeff Mermelstein is a, a incredible street photographer, but he kind of def- devotes his Instagram to these uh, photos of of uh, people on their phone uh, in the train, and it's always an over the shoulder shot, so you see what they're writing. Um, they are it's wild. Always very the wild. Conversations are nuts. I mean, it's it's nuts because you like learn so much about these people just by looking at this screen. Exactly. It's like the exact opposite of what you would think to do, and it's. It's funny because it is very similar to what you do. Like you're learning, you're learning a lot from these people just because of their hands. You know, you're also learning a lot from these people just because of a simple text message. You know, get this. So I ran into him on the train. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Have you run into everyone on the train? I'm always on the train. Yeah, on the train. But literally, so I am in grad school right now, and he came to an event at SVA, mm-hmm. and I like walked up to him and I like tried to be really low key, but I was like, listen, like I love your work and. I am. I'm really familiar with your uh, Instagram of um, these like snapshots of, of phone screens. I take photos of people's hands on the train, blah, blah, blah. and um, and he was just like, yeah, apparently he's super he's really tall. Yeah, he's really apparently tall. He's very weird. Super weird. Yeah. The weirdest and like so tall, just like wasn't even looking at me. Yeah. And um and so I was like, really nice to meet you, Mr. Mermelstein, and then kind of like walked away. And then I was on the train literally a week later. And I saw him. Oh my god! And I walk up, and he was. Do these people think you're following them? <laughs> Dude, I mean, like, I wouldn't blame him, but he was <laughs> seated, and I walk over, and I was like, "Hi, Mr. Mermelstein. Oh. Like, this is a crazy coincidence." Um, and he was like pretty gracious, but he was like, "This is my stop," and it probably oh. wasn't a stop. <laughs> and you should have taken a, a photo of him. I tried so yeah. hard. Yeah. But he was like, "Gotta go." You know, now that I think of it, after I wrote a story about you, I think I ran into you on the train like three yeah, times after up. that, like a week later. Yeah. Few months. Later. I mean, we're subway creatures. Yeah. We're, we're well, very I'm, I'm, I'm going to run into Hannah now three <laughs> times next week. I know it. Uh, have you ever been caught taking pictures of people? All the time. And have you ever had any bad experiences with that? Yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty amazing because I have been doing this for like four years now. I haven't had so many horror stories. Um, I'm. I've had like. So I've noticed that if I do it at night, if I get caught like on like a Friday night by. Um, by a dude who's like with a woman usually, mm. um, it gets real bad really fast. Cause uh-huh. it's like people have been drinking a little bit. And like, I think like this one time I photographed um, a couple and they were drunk and he just got really macho. Like he was protecting his girlfriend and it was just like, and that's <laughs> happened to me like three times. Uh-huh. And like, first of all, I'm really lucky cause like I look really non-threatening <laughs> um, and I cannot imagine what it would be like if I were just like another like yeah. average dude or whatever. But, um, but he was like, yeah, it was insane. It was totally insane. Um, and I was just like extracting myself and like walked off the train. I mean, that's the great thing that's about the, the way subway. You You're those just situations. like, yeah. yeah. You, you don't, you don't keep going with it. Mm-mm. You just you walk away. You're like, oh, okay. Because right, they just want to scold you. Like it, yeah. they're not trying to do anything else. It's well, like, especially if drinking is involved, there's no right answer to anything. It's yeah. just you're not going to calm them down. Although recently, um, it was so funny. I got caught, and uh, this dude was just such a narc and like starts getting in my face and then all these other people start chiming in like to your point about seeing every side about being photographed on the train and how that makes you feel and like there was just like a public debate like four people I like explain the project and then like these strangers New York strangers just start they're listening and then like 
they one person's defending me and another person like it was like a symposium it was amazing mm-hmm. and like very new york wow, but like no. everyone was everyone had an opinion do you have a favorite photo that you've taken i definitely do um i any of the ones that look like they could maybe be paintings mm. um has anyone ever painted your your yeah. photos yeah yeah, I've gotten a couple. Um, I actually did an exchange with this girl in France, painted one. It's really dope. Awesome. And so we exchanged. I sent her the photo, and oh, she sent amazing. me the painting. Oh, I was like, really this doesn't cool. feel like a fair trade, but thank you so much. I love the one of, uh, and forgive me if I get it wrong, but I remember it was a girl with birth control, and like, doesn't she have like her gum is yeah. like on her coffee cup? Or and something? then her lipstick is on the coffee. Exactly. So good. Like, I almost had a heart attack when I saw that. I was like, if I don't get that picture, <laughs> you risk it all for that one. My, <laughs> my favorite photos are yours. Of yours are the ones that look like they're staged and art directed. You know, that's. I love hearing that because I just did something um, editorial and. I someone commented I didn't get really any negative comments but this one person commented and they were like is this posed um this what did they say they were like um this is starting to look forced like you're Uh-oh. you're um you're not doing any anyone any favors with your like corporate you oh, know shit. whatever did you pose it uh yeah well it was yeah. for New York magazine Got and it. I was like first of all Probably it is posed because yeah. I was using a hand model and right, like right. keep up yeah but yeah do you, is it easier for you to shoot on? An, is it easier for you to shoot on an empty train or a pack train? Because a pack train, I feel pack like you train. could be stealthy about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you could so just much easier. Yeah. yeah. You could just take a photo right in somebody's face. <laughs> yeah, all, people yeah. don't notice. I um I ran into Alana Glazer on the train once. Empty of train. She did. <laughs> Me and Alana Glazer, no one else, and her and her partner, I think. And um, and I was like, am I gonna do this? Because like I was on the other side of the train. And um and I looked at her hands and they were it was a really good hand. Oh shit. And so I was like, damn it. So I walk over <sighs> and I just like post up in front of them. Oh and, no. And and I take it and I get a great picture. And then they I like look at them and they're staring at me. And I'm like, I'm really sorry, like I have this project, like blah blah blah. But this was like two years ago, so like subway hands was definitely Uh-oh. not a thing. And um and I tried to explain the project, but like I was so self-conscious that I had just done this that I like wasn't doing it justice, Ugh. and I was like, "You just have really great hands." And so, anyway, <laughs> I would love it if Alana Glazer would listen to this. Can you imagine the reaction? Explaining, the, yeah, they're trying to explain. You're just digging yourself. I, like, I feel like you dig yourself so deeper into a hole. It's like, no, I just I think I'm doing this project. I need I to practice. I, was, I, was yeah. I just, I just, I hands. like your hands. You have really yeah. nice hands. Nothing like weird no about serial killers <laughs> say that. You're, you're lucky that you're not like creepy looking. You know, like if you were a creepy dude, it would no be chance real rough. you'd be able to oh, do yes. it. Yeah, I like your hands. Some Dahmer glasses. <laughs> I have a project yeah. where I document people's hands on the train. It's funny because sometimes like people think I take a picture of their their face and they freak out and I'm like no it's just your hands and they're like what's wrong with you like yeah. why can Who you are hold you? this for me for a second <laughs> as I take this picture I w- has there has there ever been any like um, subway hands parody accounts like subway feet or subway ears Dude, or someone sent me yeah there's subway feet I think and no somebody, really yeah someone sent me an account it was like in Scandinavia somewhere and it was a picture of like toes or something and they were just like it was someone international who sent it to me and they were like um thought of you hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I was like, Thanks. you know what i saw this woman on that she was comp- like a regular like 30 something white woman well put together she had a cell phone as far as i could tell she was not homeless or quote unquote crazy and she was just barefoot on the train this was like three weeks ago so it was in the winter and it just boggled my mind. I did not know what was going on. 
Um, yeah. No way. There's I a really good Jesus uh, tweet, I think, where he says, um, if someone asks you what's the craziest thing that's ever happened in New York and you know the answer, you haven't lived here long enough. That's so interesting that you say that because I was going to end this podcast with a question that I'm always asked, uh, especially since um, doing this, this uh, train tips and tidbits. Everyone asks me, what is the craziest thing you've seen on the train? And I kind of hate that question because I don't have an answer for it um, because I've been living here for 30 years and um, it's what's you the see craziest crazy thing shit. you saw today. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I never really, I mean, I have a go-to answer, which is new year's like four years ago. I saw uh, it was, yeah, it was new year's four year, four or five years ago. And I saw a drunk dude projectile vomit on a sleeping dude. Oh my God. So that's probably the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Um, definitely not the most interesting thing I've ever seen. I, I, I'm sure I could come up with a better answer, but I'm curious if you guys do have an answer to that. The craziest oh, yeah. thing you've, or you know what? Let me fucking rephrase that question because I, I it doesn't need to be the craziest thing. What's what's the most interesting moment you've seen oh. on the New York City train? Wow, that's start tough. with Ben. That's really tough. I mean, I guess I've seen some distur- a lot of disturbing things obviously and most of it's really sad but um the the what i saw actually just uh, the other day which i really liked and this is not even that extraordinary but um these there was i noticed these two people they were sitting across from each other as a man and a woman and they kind of were just exchanging gla- glances and you know they were like kind of just like you know smizing at each other mm-hmm. and um you know, when the, the woman was kind of standing up across from the guy who was sitting down next to the door. And when she left, she, like, blew him a kiss. <laughs> and the guy, it was like, he, he was probably, you know, like, his early 20s. He just sat there and he was smiling the whole That's train amazing. ride Aww. for, like, another five stops. It was, like, the sweetest thing. That's a beautiful, I'm, like, that's those great. are the things I love to see. I mean, it's not even that, you no, know, extraordinary. That's a great answer. But I love, that's, like, what I love about the subway system is that, like, serendipity. Yep. Anything could happen, bad or or good. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, like, what I love about, about the system. It reminds yeah. me of that Dentine Ice commercial from, like, 15 years ago. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't Where think so. Where this... This uh, this guy and girl are like exchanging glances on the train, and then the girl gets off, and the guy's like bummed that he didn't get her number. But then she takes a, th- she takes some dentine ice and then blows on the on the glass, <laughs> oh, and it like yeah. freezes, and she yeah, writes yeah. her number with her finger. <laughs> it's actually pretty That's good. Great. It's a great ad. It's great great ad. Shout out dentine ice. Yeah. <laughs> was that 15 years ago? I feel like that was like 10. Like that wasn't that long just ago. run that forever. It's so I good. Know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jeez. What about you? Well, you know, Mr. I re- Mr. Craziness on the sofa. <laughs> well, sofa. that's the thing is that I, I was going to say I really like the way that you rephrased the question because, you know, uh, I think people always do ask me, you know, what's the craziest thing or, or bizarre or strange. But when you reword it and you say interesting, um, that that has a whole different connotation to me. And, you know, the one thing because of the craziness, the craziness that I see uh, and I think it, a lot of I've been so desensitized totally to, Especially you, to what's on there. There was a picture I posted of um, a uh, cross-dressing woman sitting next to uh, a, mus- a Muslim woman with, with a the hijab. With a, yes, yeah. and they were sitting next to each other. That's all they were doing. Yep. And then when you look at the differences in their lives. Yep. I just felt like in one photo that summed up New York so awesomely. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, that got a lot of press. That actually helped build my account mm. because, you know, it got picked up by BuzzFeed and all these other platforms. But the, the biggest thing about it was that every, it was just so beautiful, yeah. you know, the, it, in one shot. Totally. And luckily, because of that, I was able to get in touch with uh, the, wom- the, the uh, cross-dressing mm. woman. And she was so gracious about the publicity. I was very nervous mm. how it was going to be taken because, you know, with the good comes the bad. Mm. There was a lot of bad that came with that. Mm. Obviously, you're going to get people who are going to, ha- you know, make their comments. But she was just so happy yeah. about the good that came of it. And, you know, I think I even captioned it something along the lines of, like, this is what makes New York so special. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, that, that, was, that was true to me. Like, that really, that moment just to me summed up you can you can see anything mm-hmm. and it doesn't make a difference like the fact that they were just sit, sitting next to each other on a crowded train was awesome yep. and so to answer your question that was most interesting mm-hmm. um just kind of because of what it captured right. um you know and you could go down a, a bunch of different avenues as far as crazy bizarre strange right. but interesting i that that was one of my favorites what about you hannah it's a great answer yeah <laughs> um <laughs> I must be a New Yorker because I honestly, (laughs) they're all like competing. Um, This one was, I think, the most endearing. I I was on a train car. The doors open. I think we're at like Canal Street. A rat gets on the train. And literally, like right before the doors close, every single person, it was like a pretty, almost not full, but like there were a lot of people in the car. Every single person jumped on the seat and started screaming. Like no one's feet were on the floor. It was so... It was just like we were all united. It was just like fuck this, <laughs> and like it was amazing. It was like a very poor rat though. I know. Were I your, was like, were your feet friends. up? Your feet were up. I actually I was taking pictures, so no, my <laughs> feet were. I was, <laughs> I was just yeah on the beat. But there you go. It was um, it was a real New York moment. Uh, yeah. You know what? Shit. If we're doing most memorable moment, or interesting it wouldn't i wouldn't call it interesting most memorable i got mugged on the train when i was 17 years old did i tell you this we story? talked about this yeah Damn. i got mugged on the train really because um, you actually you you got mugged but you actually got I the better end of the deal the mugger you mugged the mugger i mugged the mugger of Plot his jacket twist. yeah he likes <laughs> super long story short i was 17 years old uh this guy stopped me in the in the turn the revolving turnstile um and he made me give him all his shit but then i had a change of heart swatted he, he was like <laughs> holding me up with something um but i was just like fuck it like i'm ready to die i was 17 <laughs> years old you know i didn't give a have a care in the world i was about to go to college didn't want to do that shit so i was just like <laughs> fuck it so i swatted what he had out of his hand and it turned out it was just like a bottle opener and it wasn't like a knife like he said it was um and then i ended up like negotiating with him to give me all my shit back um and then i still had a hold of him i had a hold of his jacket and he like ended up wriggling free and running away so i had his jacket <laughs> and it was like 6l he was a big dude and my mom held on to it uh for like 10 years um and then she finally got rid of it which i'm bummed about because i, I want i wanted that as like a memento oh yeah absolutely yeah. Were you going to say something, Ben? Oh, no. Well, I was just related to Hannah's story. I watched... This was really messed up. I watched this lady. I was sitting across from this lady. She was sleeping on the train. And I watched a cockroach literally crawl up her leg and, like, into her pants. Oh. And somebody else saw and was like... You woke her up. And, like, there's straight up a cockroach on the... Like, from the subway floor going up into her leg. It was alarming. I'm always... <laughs> 
Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was a good New York. That's a good New York moment. Yeah. Well, that is pretty New York. You know, we 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 hate to love it, or no, we love we love to hate it. But where would we be without the MTA? We'd be stuck at home. Mm-hmm. So scrolling through MTA, Instagram. If you're listening to this, you know, you got to get some things together. But for the most part, thank you for for all you do from getting us here to there and. Um, you know, creating creating a, a Instagram page. For, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be for, where I am. For mm-hmm. Hannah I don't think Hannah would be where she is. I don't think Ben would have a job. <laughs> a job. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do a better job. And I Cuomo. wouldn't. I wouldn't have been able to get to this podcast uh, in time to record you wonderful people. So, thank you for for doing what you do, and thank you to my lovely guests. Yeah, um, thank you for having us. Hannah of Subway Hands, Rick of Subway Creatures, and Vin of AM New York. Um, Really appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Thanks for having us. So, Ryan, you know what to do. Awesome. <laughs> Cue the motherfucking doors. <laughs> I'll, I'll